Hey everybody, Coach John Daly back again with our favorite all-time leader in number of visits, Dr. Jeff Lip, our favorite guest. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Good to be on your show again, Mr. Daly. How are you doing today, my doing friend? Doing great. It's a day off of work, uh, so I'm good. I'm good with that. It's spring break, but yet the weather does not seem to be very spring-like. <laughs> it is Michigan, my friend. They had to cancel the Tigers opening day yesterday. They are playing it today. And uh, so we'll have to probably catch some of the game later on TV. But, uh, yeah, it is spring break. We're looking forward to having some time off and getting some stuff done. And I wanted to share with everybody uh, my buddy Ozier from England. And it's funny. I was thinking about this. It, you know, I, I've never met the man. And uh, it is one of those things that through the power of social media, we, we can get connected with people all over the world. And uh, Ozzy has shared uh, a story about his dog, Jack. And just a, a great little guy from the standpoint, I've listened to other podcasts with him, uh, talking about him, going for walks with him. And uh, obviously it's made a, a big impression on me now, simply because we have our dog, Kirby. And um, Ozzy is sharing a story about uh, just some health issues that his dog, Jack, has and um, some of the things that they're going through with treatment and you know, it brings up some discussions that maybe you'd never want to have as far as the health of your dog. And uh, I think Jack's 10 years old, uh, but he's really inspired me to kind of think about how important our dog Kirby is. And I know, Jeff, uh, your dog Brownie is equally as important to you. So I kind of thought about, and again, like Ozzy started his show off about uh, his dog Jack. Hey, if you're not into dogs, this is maybe a show that you just want to, hey, fast forward through and skip and get to the next one or go back to another one. But I uh, just want to take a little bit of time here just to talk about our dogs here and, and uh, the lessons that we learn. So how is Brownie doing, by the way? Brownie is fantastic. She passed her last health or vet visit. She her she gets heartworm medicine every six months. So we typically take her in. She has to also take her heartworm test, and she definitely passed that. But she's doing, she's doing fantastic, Josh. She does light up my world tremendously. On my blog, I typically write a lot about her in regards to some of the life experiences she typically gives me on an everyday basis. And she's like my mom's new best friend. I've told you that a hundred times. We never had pets growing up in her house, and she is like my mom's best friend. I don't think my mom could be any happier right now with that dog. I mean, she just loves that dog, and she gives me daily updates all the time about that dog. It's funny because it's like a parent dropping off a son or a daughter to their grandparents' house, and then the grandparents, at the end of the day, always like to give a recap of what they did that whole day. It's the same thing with Brownie. <laughs> so it's really funny. It's really fantastic. She's like a human being to a certain extent. Absolutely. No, I could see that. And I've heard of that before. Like before, we this is our first dog ever. Kirby's our first dog. Uh, we got him in June of 2016, so it's coming up in two years. He just had his second birthday. Uh week or so ago here in March, and we had a great time. But I, I, you know, I got it before as far as people loving the dogs. And I, I definitely was, was cool with it, wasn't a hater, but didn't understand the connection that a, a pet can have. And so with Kirby, yeah, definitely, he has light, lightened up our lives so much. He is, he's the best decision we've ever done as a family. Um, you know, the, the joy and laughter that we have every single day because of him is just amazing which there is scientific proof out there as far as laughing and, and having those endorphins going and just having joy in your heart and your life. 
is good for you. And so he has done a remarkable job as far as bringing stuff uh, like that to us. But he's also fit in with our neighbors. He's, uh, you know, our uh, our second daughter, Angela, came over last night. She is up at Michigan State finishing up her master's program. And we've watched Angela grow up from a little girl. Her and my daughter are best friends. And um, she came surprised us walking in the back, right? you know, walking in the patio. Kirby starts going nuts. You know, hey, there's somebody coming in. But then, hey, it's Angela. And so it went from intruder bark, warning, warning, to, hey, it's Angela. And just so excited and jumping up and down and kissing her and just running all over the place. And uh, it is just amazing the great feelings that uh, that Kirby brings. And so, yeah, I, I definitely see the fact that um, it is like a human. It is like another person in your family. And so I'm wondering, like, this week you're off school, you're off work with break. Are you still taking Brownie over to your mom's? So we're doing a podcast right now, right in the middle of the day. She is over my mom's house. I don't think I like to leave her alone in the house in general. She seems to try to get into some mischief herself. But she is over at my mom. She likes spending time with my mom. And like I said, they they just basically hang out together all day. My mom pets her. She spends time with her. And she likes to be very close proximity to my mom. So the funny part about this and talking about this as being a human being, this is a relationship between a dog and another person. So the five love languages to mm-hmm. here can apply. I'll be honest with you. They mm-hmm. definitely apply. If you want to think about that in context. I know this is not another human being, but it does apply. So with my mom, my mom and her, I would say that for Brownie, physical intimacy or physical touch is her love language because she loves to be in very close proximity to my mom. So Brownie gets really filled by being in close proximity with people and when people pet her, people tell her how good she is, uh, people just hold her, I think that really warms the dog's heart. Mm. And so my mom, I believe, she gets her love language through acts of service. And for her, taking care of Brownie is important for her. I think that by doing that, she is getting love from that dog. And because that dog relies on her. So I think she gets filled by serving her. And then Brownie obviously serves my mom by being close proximity to her too. So I think that love right there is very powerful. You are right on target with that. And, you know, some people, like you mentioned, hey, it's a dog. It's not a human being. Mm-hmm. My, my key that just popped in my head, it's a living creature, you know. And, and those, they bring a lot to life. They bring a lot to relationships. The, um, you know, you walk in the door. Like when I go home this afternoon, it's going to be like he hasn't seen me in days. You know, it could be, you know, I go out to get the mail and I come back in and he's super excited again just to see me. And he's like that with everybody. But that unconditional love uh, is just amazing. And and to hear um, Ozzy's podcast about how he walked him to the vet because they live nearby and um, to get some tests done. And he was saying how much Jack loves going to the vet, which... You know, I don't know if Kirby loves going there. He gets a little bit nervous when, you know, he remembers walking in there. Um, But it sounds like Jack really loves doing it. And so they walked there and dropped him off, ran through some stuff. And then as Ozzy was walking out and going home, he was talking about how how much it hurt not having Jack with him. He's like, this is the first time I'm out walking without him. And I thought about it, and I'm driving while I'm listening to this. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm tearing up from the fact that I know this day will come at some point. Um, you know, when, when the dog, uh, you know, 
uh, the health is in, in question and there's issues and things, decisions have to be made. And then I also thought about, isn't it amazing sometimes, most of the time, how much better we treat dogs or animals or pets than we do each other? It's true. What are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts about that? Well, humans are messy. We <laughs> talked about this a hundred times, right? Yes. So in many ways, dogs don't reciprocate or they don't they don't speak back. So for animals in general, not necessarily dogs, cats, whatever you have out there, they're not reciprocating in an auditory type of way, except for a bark or something of that nature. So it's a lot easier to deal with animals than it would be with humans. So for me, when you ask that type of question, it's easier in many ways. I don't want to say easier, but it's a lot less complication if they are just having like physical time with each other meaning that like they, they're giving to one another uh in a proximity which is like needed so for me let me just kind of relate this back to a very simplistic way like when i start taking care of that dog or brownie in general she's part of my soul to a certain extent she gives me this warmth that my soul needs and when I give back to her and she, she reciprocates it, she's taking my love and she's receiving it. The fact is that I don't feel that rejection like I did from humans, honestly. Mm -hmm. Humans can come back and they don't have to reciprocate that love. And that's a tough part because when I've been through a lot of rejection, having that dog reminds me, hey, listen, I can give to someone and they'll appreciate that. So for me, that makes me feel a lot, like physically filled because my soul feels like it's being filled. The fact is, and that's what I was looking at while we were talking about this on my phone, because I used to write, I used to write Espy a lot all the time. And I wrote this thing in my phone that I always keep on her birthday. And it says that until one has loved an animal, part of one's soul remains unwakened. And that's a quote uh, by Antonio Rance. It's amazing. So to, to think of the dog being part of your soul or a cat being part of your soul, when you love something like that, and they're always willing to receive that love, that's powerful mm -hmm. in itself. Because like I said, if you love something and they don't give that love back or they don't, they don't want to take it, that's tough because now you're experiencing rejection. You're experiencing failure again in a relationship. So it's very powerful how we just talked about this five minutes ago that if you relate your relationship with a dog or with a cat or with any type of animal that you have, it's like a love language type of reciprocation. You know, how are you feeling each other every single day to make meaningful sense of that relationship? That is powerful. Holy crap. Uh, and I, was, I started listening to Ozzy's podcast uh, yesterday, finished up this morning. Um, and I got the thinking on the lessons from Kirby, for me, that unconditional love, why, why can't I do that? Why, why can't I try that? especially with my wife, first of all, and then my kids, and then great friends like you, my students. Why, why I should. And it, it kind of ticks me off that, you know, it takes a dog to give me this lesson, but I'm also excited and fired up to at least try, to at least try every day to just have that unconditional love and just try and look past faults, uh, be excited to see, you know, when my wife comes in the door, usually I'm sitting there by the TV watching, you know, a game or the news or something, and you know what? It's funny, but I'm, I'm going to try and get up, get up off my ass a little bit, move, and go greet her. I just say hi and just start, you know, see if she needs something. And I just love that lesson that 
you know, it took Kirby to give to me. And I see it in uh, Ozzy's talk about Jack and, and the lessons he gets. And I see it all the time from the lessons I see you getting from Brownie, which mm-hmm. is just awesome, buddy. Just awesome. Completely awesome. And that's the powerful relationship of owning a pet in general. So, like, all the time I try to give to that dog. And when I can't give to that dog, I try to pass her along to someone that can give to that Mm -hmm. dog. Because when you give, life is now more meaningful than just yourself. Mm -hmm. Your story is so much more powerful when you give. Because now the world or the perception of your situation becomes more than just yourself. And that's what the... The most important part of any type of relationship is when you can give without wanting anything back. Mm. You experiencing something un- unlocking in your soul, honestly, in your in your personality that has now been awakened. And all of a sudden you're willing to just emulate that in other relationships that you have in general. But like I said, for sure, I mean, I truly have to stick with that is the fact that no dog, at least in my experiences, said anything negative to me personally. Yeah, you know, I mean, they don't auditorily talk to me. So the fact is that if I don't have to hear anything verbal, I can just deal with the everything else, honestly. And just to give is, for me, heartwarming, and it fills me. That's awesome. And you just mentioned something. You sent me this picture before we started this recording, and you just talked about, um, you know, the, your, it's part of your story, and the story needs to be shared. And so some of the stuff that we talk about with our pets, non-pet owners, like I was, you know, up until June of 2016, I got it a little bit, and I saw lessons, um, but it didn't hit home, obviously, to my heart directly because it, they weren't mine, but now that I do. But this picture you sent me, and we talked about this right before we got on uh, the recording, and it talks about your story could be the key that unlocks someone else's prison. Don't be afraid to share it. And since the dog uh, or a pet is part of our story, sharing it can help other people. That was just a powerful thing that somebody sent to you because you're sharing your story with your podcasts and you're meeting people and teaching people. And uh, it's a home run, buddy. It's a home run. Share your thoughts real quick on on that. Well, mad props to Kathy Hendricks who sent me to that. Uh, She's helped me a lot this past week, just kind of finding myself again. This week has been really up and down for me professionally and personally, which is a lot of things going on. And I... Out of all the breaks, I look forward to this break the most, John. This break, I needed it. I needed it desperately. Um, and just in the context of the fact that I wanted some separation away from constantly working, constantly just working myself to the point of just zero energy. And I, I do that, and I recognize I do that. And it's funny because I talked about this with my producer, Brian, who helps me produce a lot of this stuff on the content of JeffFlip.com. Brian said this to me very interestingly, and we were talking about this very openly last night, is the fact that he said to me, he's like, You've, you achieve things, this is a strength of yours, you achieve things a lot quicker than a lot of people. When you set your mind to something, you achieve it, and you hit it, and you see results instantaneously. And then what happens with those results instantaneously is the fact that then it's not filling you because you want more. Mm. And he said... He quoted Ferris Bueller on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's like, if you don't sit back and enjoy life, life will pass you by. Mm. And to me, I'm like, that hit me so hard because I am constantly moving my target right now of what success kind of looks like personally and professionally. And I'm missing the moments of just sitting back and enjoying it. So that's the reason why 
This spring break is so meaningful for me because right now I have the time to sit back and reflect on how far I've come. Because, buddy, I've come a long way. And the fact is that anything you have passion for, it takes so much time, okay, to invest in that passion. And that's why having a pet, doing a podcast, sharing your story is difficult because that stuff takes effort. So if you're not willing to put in effort into these things, then you're just not ready to rock and roll with everything yet. And it's okay if you're not. But for me, I have been ready to share this because I felt like it's been penting up for a lot. So whether it's a dog that we're talking about or sharing a story or whatever the particular topic that we're talking about, I'm trying to put everything into it because I'm in it right now, in the current moment with you, with this podcast. And that's the reason why it's so important to get that out. But I got to sit back and I got to really enjoy the moment. And I have a hard time with that because of my whole years of existence is the fact that I want to hit a target and I just want to keep moving on. But that's not good because that happiness target that I keep talking about, it's a constant moving target, Mm -hmm. right? Because once you hit it, it's like, okay, I've achieved it. Well, here's another target that I want to do now. So you're never satisfied, honestly. So you sit back and you enjoy the moment. And see how far you've come, then you really can experience a life. And that's the thing that I've been trying to do a lot more. I, I really spent this last week trying to do that. And it's easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. And, and thanks for bringing that up, too, because I just thought about this yesterday when I was uh, taking Kirby for a walk, enjoying the moment. And you, you're, you've reminded me about that more than anybody else, because that's something that you're going after and that you're trying to live. And obviously... You know, it's one of those things you need to refocus on every once in a while, Absolutely. as you just said. And uh, I just love that. Living in the moment and enjoying things, uh, not so much that it stops you from continuing on and doing other things, but, boy, you need that. You need that taste of success, that that enjoyment. You fill your heart back up, I think, and it gives you the energy, motivation, focus to keep going on. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And it's powerful because he told me this time, this week, you would need to spend time rewarding yourself for the things that you've done. Mm. And that's another thing. I don't really sit back and I sit here and reward myself. But I should because I've done a lot in, in regards to trying to keep a full-time, multiple jobs, doing this podcast, spending time with my dog, and just really embracing it. So this morning when I woke up and I told you I was going to come about an hour late today, I was literally watching some TV, which – my DVR is almost like to the extent it says no more recordings because you can't, you got to catch up. So I'm trying to catch up. I, I really spent time for myself and it was so impactful to my mental health. It really was. Sitting back sometimes doing absolutely nothing is good. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing that I hate. And that's the thing I wrote on my blog yesterday was that the silence, I can't deal with the silence. I have a hard time dealing with the silence. But in the silence is where you find a lot of rest. In the silence is where you find a lot of centeredness. So I have to embrace the silence and then let something come to me without putting any time to it, but it's seriously enjoying the moment. That is gold. Pure gold. And all this came, I started chuckling myself, all this came from a conversation with a dog, about a dog. Yeah, I, we, we really don't know how. <laughs> well, it's funny how you and I do this. We, we set out to talk about a particular topic, but the topic takes many different angles mm-hmm. because I feel that I have to bring it back to the context of what I'm feeling this week. And it's this week has been stressful. This week has been intense. This week has been a lot of emotional up and down for me. And 
it's the emotion piece that I sometimes don't want to deal with, John. I'll be honest with you. Because the emotion piece is difficult. There's no handbook on how to handle that particular mm-hmm. emotion. But fact and logic, you know, that's easy for me to kind of deal with because it's fact and it's logic. I can deal with it. But when I incorporate the emotional piece behind it, it's terrible. Mm. You know, something going back to what Kathy sent me in that quote and then relating back to the animal. You know, she asked me this week when we were talking about my personal relationships in life. She asked me, she's like, do you believe that these people or this person that we're talking about, because her and I were talking about a particular person, is the last person you want by your deathbed, you know, when you're about to go. Mm. And I had to really ponder on that. But more anything, I'll be quite honest with you, I would love to have my dog right there. Because mm. my dog would still show mm. me love. And, I mean, I almost, like, lost it when I thought, I'm like, really? A dog? <laughs> but the fact is, dogs, they just... They'll love you. To, I mean, they just will love you. My taking Brownie over to my mom's house every day now. Let me just give you this. I get in. I get in my jacket, and I get in my car, and she knows instantaneously to come because I'm about ready to drop her off to my mom's house to go to work. So as I'm driving, you can see her anxiety level just peak up. She is. She knows the proximity now of going to my mom's. Mm. But when I took her to the vet and how we started this story, when I pulled up to the vet parking lot. John, it took it might have took a crane to get her out of my car <laughs> because she knew she was at the vets. Uh, so she's sensing this a lot. And I give her a lot more credit than I ever would because I didn't think she was that intelligent. But she her sense, her proximity, she understands where she at. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to go to the vet. But she went in anyway, got her pills, she checked out fine. But every morning she gets pumped to see my mom. Mm. And that is Fills me because I know she's a good hands with my mom, so that helps me a lot. Right, that is amazing. I love that. I love that. Uh, um, the dogs are smart. They know exactly, you know, where things are at. When you say certain words, and you can't say certain words because you know you'll get all excited about something. But hey, Ozzy, I hope you're listening to this, buddy, because you know I guess maybe you're going to have to chime in and follow up with this, and I'll put it out on uh, on my Facebook page. Um, how do you get Jack to enjoy going to the vet? I mean, what what's the secret there, buddy? Uh, because again, Kirby he gets a little anxiety, a little worked up, and you know he clings. But it sounds like Brownie definitely had to almost use a, a crowbar or something to get get her out of there, huh? That's the best way to kind of put it. She does not like the vet, but when she gets inside, she is fine. She just doesn't like unfamiliar places. Mm. So for her, it's just like any human being, being somewhere unfamiliar is not comfortable. And as you and I continue to strive into areas of uncomfortability, pushing the dog to do the same thing, sometimes Mm -hmm. she's not prepared for that. So it takes time. So dogs consistently can teach you lessons. But if you try to be authentic in your life, if you're going to practice what you preach, you got to practice that. So for me, I try to consistently get out of my comfort zone and I try to grow every single day. I'm gonna do my do- I'm gonna do the same thing to my dog because she needs to learn those same particular lessons. Absolutely, yeah. Love love the lessons here. I love the lessons here that we're getting from our pets, and and then we get to work on them because we, you know, with the pet, it's an instinct, right? With us, it's a choice. We're the only species that can choose to get better, can choose to read more, learn more, talk more, uh, solve problems, you know, fix. Uh, issues, apologize for things that we do wrong, right? Pets 
Animals cannot do that. And so I think that's a pretty powerful lesson there too. Hey, buddy, man, we, we talked a lot more than I thought we would about, about our dogs, but this is fantastic. I really want to thank you for uh, chiming in on this uh, impromptu topic here, just kind of shooting off uh, from the hip here, and I really enjoy it. And Ozzy, thank you so much for uh, sharing your story with us, and uh, hopefully things will work out well for Jack and everything. Jeff, any closing remarks here as we wind this one up? So one thing I do want to bring up, and this is a very cool topic that I heard, was the fact that you listen to Ozzy's, so I've been listening to other podcasts myself. This past week, I want to kind of reference this because this podcast really moved me. I listened to a podcast where this man transitioned from a, he was part of like a Nazi regime, basically, Mm -hmm. in the modern era. And to leave that type of culture took a lot of pride, took a lot of guts, because it's difficult to understand that the world that you come from to change into a different world when you're comfortable being in that world of people like that, it's difficult. And what he said was, as a 14-year-old boy, when he got into this particular topic, he was lost. And then these people, these you know Nazi believers, they were his family. They were his comfort zone. So as a 14-year-old who's lost, he flocked to them. Now as an adult, he's using how he took courage, took strength to leave that particular comfort zone to be a better person for other people. And he's helping other people now with this story try to get out of movements where they feel that it's very, you know, certain winged. Let me put it like that, mm-hmm. right? Certain certain types of like one-sided type of beliefs. And to be more open to understanding that there are other stories out there that if you're willing to share, that you're willing to accept one another, you're you're going to open up your life a lot more to different things. And why I'm sharing this was the fact that what he's doing right now, and he gave me this metaphor, which I feel is completely relevant in the state that we live in. He said that a lot of people have potholes in their life. Mm. And if you live in the state of Michigan, listen to this podcast, <laughs> you know that potholes exist in the state of Michigan. Amen, brother. So as you're going through life, these things, this loss, grief, pain, these are potholes in your life. Mm. Other people can come into your life and fill those potholes. Mm. So what he's trying to do by helping other people understand that there's more to this world than some certain types of groups, some certain types of idealizations, is the fact that if you help me, if you let me help you kind of fill your pothole, then we can kind of grow together. It was moving. It was so unbelievably moving, especially coming from a counseling background, Mm -hmm. because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to help people, and I would imagine the same thing in education, fill potholes in your life. So that would be my challenge. That would be my final thought today is to you know, challenge your listeners in particular and my listeners if they listen to my podcast too in the fact that how are you helping other people fill their potholes in life? And that was something that I've been thinking about for the last two or three days is that how am I continuously doing that? And that wraps up really well, I would imagine, is because that dog that we talked about, I would imagine Kirby for you, Brownie for me, that dog fills a large pothole in my life. A lot of them for me, that's for sure. And the point you just made about wanting to become a better person. that I've, I've thought about that numerous times before we had this conversation that Kirby does that for me, which is, you know, funny 
joyful, whatever you want to think about it. I just I, that fires me up more than anything. So, what a great way to end! Holy cow, we're off to talk uh, off the air here and uh, find out that podcast because that sounds very interesting. All right, everybody. Hey, hope this helps. A little different approach today. Hope you got something out of it. Keep looking for those puzzle pieces of success to fill those potholes. I love that analogy again because if you're in Michigan, I'm looking outside right now and I know I can see some out there on. Uh, <laughs> on that road out there. It's outside the library here, but hopefully, you know, find some things to fill those potholes and uh, not only yours, but also be that one for somebody else too. look to make that difference with people. Cause we all need it. We all need, the world needs people stepping up, telling their story, getting out of their comfort zone, looking to get better. All the stuff we're talking about is just flipping amazing. All from the conversation of a dog. This is fantastic. Thanks again, Ozzy, for sharing your story. Thanks again, Jeff, for chiming in today with me, my friend. And uh, hopefully everything's going well. We'll talk again soon. See ya.